This is Neon Cauldron with Elise Osborne. At my grandma's church, there's these Christians that go there. <laughs> there's some regular Christians. And there's this also, sometimes there's this Christian vibe or like somebody is dumpy as fuck. And it's like there's pride in that. Like there's pride in like. Being no- dumpy? Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, right? I know all about it. And there's this one lady, I don't even know what her fucking name is. Maybe it's, like, Ruth or something. I don't know. Um, But she just has this, like, really wide melt. She looks like a normal person that got melted a little bit and, like, sort of turned into a potato a little bit. And it's just because there's, like, hate and, like, repression, like, embedded in her skin. And then she has, like, thinning hair on the top. And, like, the way that she comes I mean, everything is just, it seems like a purposely anti-aesthetic you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, they, like, pride themselves on being, like, I don't know the word. They don't want to be any marking of the world. Yeah. In my, if where I, you know, the group I come from. Like, anything that's, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm stripped of everything of the world. You know? Like, going back to the second worldliness. So, like, yeah. I'm not allowed to be, you know. The worldly, the worldly Molly and all of your uh, trappings of, like, proper grooming, which uh, is apparently how you keep the devil inside of you, right? Yeah. Well, this woman, and, and listen, like, I don't really, I don't, I love beautiful things. I love when people look cute, whatever. I'm all about it. But, like, I don't need everyone to be cute. Like, I don't care. And the reason why I'm mentioning her physical appearance, appearance so hard is, like, this woman has looked exactly the same my whole life, which is kind of amazing. It's like a like a vampire that looks like shit, but like always looks as if the same, you know. Yeah. And um, I visited my grandma, uh, probably when I was like seventeen or maybe early twenties, and I this woman like took special interest in talking to me. This like fucking ugly ass dumpy lady that I'd seen like my whole life, right? Yeah. And as I was looking into her beady little eyes. And I was, I was like, oh, cool, this woman I've always recognized, like, open-heartedly talking to. I feel like everything I was fucking saying, I feel like she was, like, slowly taking in. Like, she was trapping my information so she could talk shit about me later. Oh, my God, And yes. I, you know what I'm saying? And I, I felt... I 100% know what you're saying. And I'm like, oh, you're, like, weaving this web of stupid shit that I don't care about. Like, go ahead and talk about me. Like, oh and then, like, can I be honest? This, I guess, makes me a child of sin. But it turned me on a little bit. Because I'm like, to this woman, I am, like, such a fucking badass. Like, I'm freaking her out. I'm turning her on. Dude, like, I'm just like, she's like, whoa, this fucking viper I'm talking to. I'm going to expose her. And I'm like, go ahead and fucking do it, bitch. Like, do it, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, it, it's almost like having, like, just, like, any shred of pride, you know? Just, yeah. to, just still lingering, like, as some sort of, like, rebellion from when I was a teenager and got so much shit. Just to be like, oh, yeah, you think I'm a vampire? Let me tell you some stories. You I know what I mean? Yeah. Your husband's dick! <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Just, like... So... Like there's satisfaction in it. Completely. You know? But it's weird. I always say that they're taking notes to use against us later. Yeah, completely. But it's also, like, to what advantage? And also, that only really works if you care about winning their bullshit game or their favor. Right. And I think that outside of um, 
religious dynamics i've seen this in social dynamics like especially when people have like old friend groups like it becomes sort of like this really tight little weird network where they want everyone to have a certain pecking order um i'm just getting weirdly close to you because i want to make sure that we can <laughs> record <laughs> okay so also i should introduce you as molly the worldly one <laughs> aka ex jehovah's witchness <laughs> so um i always thought that jehovah's witness was a really cumbersome name for a religion why why isn't it like an ism why is it jehovah's witness well jehovah is god's name like you know and to them <laughs> and witness is like we're like witness of him like we're witnessing him and we're going around like uh, like kind of like almost like is this the right word contest contesting for them? like when you speak for someone in court mm. you know it's like that's almost like were those the pe- were those people that's why we're knocking on your door okay you know? Oh, I, I know the word you're saying. It's been a long night, guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, it's like 2 a.m. <laughs> Halloween night. We spent the last few hours outdoors shivering next to a really smoky fire and crying out our makeup. And now, you know, neither one of us really drink. I had a glass of wine for the first time in like a month. Um, yeah. But anyway, this is the mood of the room right now. <laughs> so we're a little unwound. Um so, when you were growing up Jehovah's Witness, it must have felt like the whole world, right? Did you feel like it was the natural state to be Jehovah's Witness, or did it feel... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything was, like, other, you know? Like, it was our... It is your own little world, you know? Yeah. Like, you're very secluded. Like, the only people I can associate with were, like, of the of the group. That's pretty strict, it's definitely one of the stricter, like, Christian experiences. And yeah. so so the tenets of um, Jehovah's Witnesses' uh, experience are, are similar to Mormonism in some ways, but I feel like it's even more, right? Like, there's more restrictions. That's how what I have gathered from the Mormons that I have known. Um, yeah, I think we're more secluded. yeah. So, so like, the things that you can't do are things that one would maybe suspect, like, no sex before a marriage, right. um, no drugs and alcohol, um, but then... They could drink a little bit of alcohol. They cannot become drunk. Yeah. But So you can have, like, you know, two drinks or something. Okay. So that's its own funny rule, but... Interesting. Just for the record. <laughs> Good to know. I mean, but you're also saying that, like, art was sort of forbidden... Basically anything that's, like, any, for two reasons. They don't really want, I mean, it's, like, they don't really want you to, like, be opening your mind to things. I mean, they literally will tell you don't open your mind to things. That's, like, an actual sentence I've heard all my life. So art is very open, you know. It's, you're you're basically sticking your hands in other worlds and, like, it's uncomfortable for them. But also anything that takes you away from, like, your Bible study mm. is basically, like, a waste of time. Like, you're not really supposed to have extracurricular activities. You're not really supposed to play, like, sports in high school. Um, or, you know, 
anything that would take you away from, you know, basically going home and studying your Bible yeah. after school. I remember you telling me that it was like a really big deal for your parents to let you be on the swim team. <laughs> and I'm wondering Definitely. if them letting you be on the swim team did actually open you to the secular world more. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely did. I felt like I always kind of had, like, my own little, like, you know, my own little connection to it in some way, but I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> I just remember my mom, I mean, maybe this is, like, too, too, too personal, but I remember if her. If it's too personal, don't say it, because I'm not going to edit this. <laughs> Well, whatever. I'm saying I'm saying it. I okay, okay, okay. I just meant like I didn't know if you want to know this much, but I remember. Oh, I want to know her, everything. Yeah. She told me she prayed I wouldn't make the team. Oh my god. Yeah, because it was like she didn't really want me to do it. <laughs> because it was like because she was scared. You're, you can't like like she never came to anything. They never watched it. Like they're not because they like just didn't want me to do it. Like you're not supposed to like. My sister, my younger sister was interested in, like, theater, and, like, we could, me, I had to, like, fight, fight to let her do it. Like, I had to fight my parents to let her, like, participate in a play. You my know, God. it's like, you're not supposed to do anything. Like, they'll have, like, you know, like, during our meetings, you know, like, they call it meetings, not really church. We go to the meeting. And, um, <clears throat> um, you know, they have, like, talks about this, like, like, don't you're not supposed to do, you know, you're not supposed to do, like, they will, like, they'll have, like, how do I, like, they'll have talks about, like, people who, like, are, like, maybe, like, a group of people in, within the church are, like, having, like, dance parties. They're, like, these dance parties, like, you guys can't do it. You know, like, it was always, like, or, like, oh, like, you guys are, like, having, like, like, maybe every Saturday a group of people getting together, like, playing soccer, and they're, like, this is, like, you can't, you shouldn't really, like, be doing that. Like, literally, like, you're just, like, I know it seems like unbelievable, like, but it's like you're not really supposed to do anything that takes you away from God, or prayer. Yeah, yeah. Prayer. That's such or, a, I I know that you're not like saying that that's what you believe now, but right. it just seems like such a convoluted understanding of God. Also, like God isn't somebody that could handle being within you or around you if you're also kicking a soccer ball. You know. It's like, <laughs> right, yeah. It's like a really um, diminished faith in what God is. Yeah. It's really sad, actually. It's really, it's really crazy, because it's like, I mean, when I started to really, like, form my own brain, you know, like, as a teenager and really starting to get my own ideas, I was like, all the, you know, there was cracks in it all. Yeah. Because I was like, wait a minute, like, doesn't God want us to, like, make beautiful paintings? Because that's beauty and god made things beautiful yeah and also he gave us the like ability to move our hands across a canvas completely and i've definitely seen some jehovah's witness p- pamphlets with like really extravagant drawings on them so who's doing that it's funny right yeah because then it's like it's like if there's see the people who are doing it they've taken this skill and they've put it now towards like so like there's people that like will play instruments but it's like they're encouraged to play like the kingdom ministry songs do you know the what i'm kingdom saying Kingdom ministry songs yeah these are terms that i don't yeah but i do i do understand what you're saying but. yeah it's like it's like okay like you're you're painting but like like my parents like me and my younger sister are both artists like they kind of for like the longest time like sort of like pretended like we weren't 
and like wouldn't ever make comments about anything we did or made or drew or painted. They just like like to pretend it's not real. And then like at some point they're like, oh, like, okay, like we'll admit that you guys like paint pictures and shit, you know, like <laughs> they'll like admit to it. But it's like they're secretly really offended by them. Okay. Like they don't follow our accounts, you know, like my like all my, my siblings have mostly all like unfollowed me. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's offensive. Even if the content isn't really that offensive, it's opening their mind and they're uncomfortable. It's secular. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one time you told me that, like, the term worldly was, like, super offensive in the Jehovah's worlds. Uh, worlds? I don't know. So, being of the world means, if you're going to break down that term, what, did, what would you say? It's actually probably the most common word that they use. That's why I, like, you know, told you about it. Because it's like growing up, all I heard was, well, she's worldly. She's not worldly. She isn't worldly. And and so it's like, what is that word? But basically it's anything that's like, that reflects the world, like, and not, the, like, not Jehovah. Like, because Jehovah's not in the world at all? No. So it's like... This painting is very worldly because it, it's just like, it's just of the world. You see what I'm saying? It's not like what they told us within the It's not in the their parameters. stylized yeah. universe of what is okay to say that God yeah. wants you to do or think or see. Yeah, like I was considered worldly even though I was doing all the things that everyone wanted me to. Because it's like, I would wear like maybe a skirt. That just made people a little uncomfortable or something. And it would be like, I just developed, like, people would call me, and she's, like, a little worldly. And it was, like, Because you're like, a little fashion. Yeah, because I was kind of, like, fashion I'd wear, like, platforms. And, like, yeah, she's kind of world. Mom, my mom would be like, oh, don't wear those. People are going to... It's kind of worldly looking. Like, the, t- the term is, like, very, very common. And yeah. even recently, I saw some clips on YouTube. And, and they were, like, telling, you know, the women what to wear, what not to wear, and referring to it as worldly and i was like wow they're still using the term yeah totally i think it's like this they like get off on this made-up aesthetic of just being a dork (laughs) you know what i mean like it's oh yeah it's a style point it's like but it's like it's also just like your attitude it's like you know like oh like they they're they're engaged but like he's kind of on the worldly side so they're holding off on the wedding like it's just like it's literally used all the time yeah and it was such a significant word to my life because I've told you about like this astrology book I have mm-hmm. and um every, it breaks it down into weeks and I'm the week of theater and it has like three strengths and three weaknesses and the very very first strength and I got this book when I was 18 I didn't know my sign until I was like you I know mean, I didn't know anything about astrology until I like escaped at 18 and this book was like my strength the very first word is worldly yeah and I was like I had never thought that that word can actually be something that's a strength. Yeah. Because all my life, it's been, like, the dirtiest word I know. That kind of reminds me of this thing that um, Jesus said, which I don't remember, so I'm going to paraphrase. I don't remember it completely. <laughs> he says, um, you have to draw forth what is hidden within you, and it'll save you. And, like, whatever you don't bring out from within you will, like kill you or like uh, end you or you know I, I'm not saying it properly but basically like um, drawing the things that you hide or are afraid of out 
out from within and like putting them wearing your heart on your sleeve like being this genuine character that's the thing that will help you keep going or like really redeem you I guess is the word I love that um yeah I think that's true about a lot of this too like the I'm gonna wear a a brown spilled sweater and that's gonna hide all of the bad impulsive thoughts or like my interest in soccer that is so sinful or you know whatever like I think that people slowly die inside when they do that like you're not you can't like anything like you can't why can't you know I was thinking because they're scared they're scared they're literally scared of you knowing that there's other lives you can live yeah I mean, like, that's literally it. They don't want you to, like, find peace in another, like, you know, just words from, like, Buddha. Yeah. They, like, I, if I quoted Buddha, like, get out of here, man. Like, I would have been in so much trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, like. You're right. Buddha was, like, sort of an, like, an antichrist figure. And I was not Jehovah's Witness, but my dad's family is um, Christian. Like, I was saying about my grandma's church and her, the girl or girl, the woman that went there that was, like, judgmental towards me. Like, I give a fuck. But, like, yeah, I remember, like, in that kind of crowd, which I think is a similar vibe, um, yeah, the idea of Buddha was very evil. Buddha (laughs) is evil. Wow. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's, it is funny when you think about it, because even, like, explaining to someone who's deeply Christian that way the similarities of philosophy between a character like Buddha or Jesus or using Buddha or Jesus in the same sentence yeah. is so, like, blaspheme, you know, like... There's, yeah, it's so uncomfortable for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I do get it in some ways because I think there's something um, really sacred to your hometown hero, like Team Jesus or Buddha, and, like, mm-hmm. hearing it, like, lumped in with some other fucking dude that you don't relate to. And you're, it, it, like, can feel like it's um, demeaning the, the, the special figure that you have love and trust and faith in. Um, I get that a little... I get that a little bit. But I think it's also, like, very, um, yeah, enclosed. Yeah. Um, so what made you not do that anymore? <laughs> Would you shake it off? You mean, like, why did I leave? Yeah. Is that what you call it? Leaving? Yeah. Um, I actually always call it, like, broke away. Because it was, it was devastating. Mm. <laughs> um, everything started to really... Like, I mean, there was a part of me that never wanted to do it. Man, I wanted to be Catholic so bad. I loved Catholicism. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to be a Catholic. You just a Jehovah's Witness girl that wanted to be Catholic. Yeah, and, you know, I definitely couldn't... They thought it was, like, super pagan, and, well, it is, but in a good way, in a lot of ways, um, ritualistically, but, um, uh, I never really wanted to be a Jehovah Witness, but when my sister got disfellowshipped, which is, like, a whole part of the religion, or the p- part of the punishment when you, like, sin, um, everything started to crack. I was like, oh my god, there's something wrong with this religion. Because I think I explained to you what disfellowship meant. Is, right? like, yeah, so I think you were saying that she did something that wasn't really bad, really. And it was like a big fucking deal. And then yeah. the disfellowship meant that everyone 
basically pretended she was invisible. Essentially. Like, no one talks to you. You're, they're not allowed to talk to you or, like, communicate with you, but you still have to go to all the meetings and participate, and they just kind of act like you're a ghost. And, like, you're not really... Even though, like, we were all teenagers, so, like, I, you know, lived with her in my parents' home, and, like, like there was points in, like, I couldn't, like, sit in the same room with her, like, with the door closed. I couldn't be seen in the town with her. Um, you know, my older siblings who had already moved out, like, would come to visit and, like, pretended like she wasn't in the room or they would leave the room if she came in. Oh, my God. And she was 17. Like, I think she, like, made out with her boyfriend and maybe did a little more, you know, like, and it was, like, just, just, like, and I was, like, something is so severely wrong with this religion. This is, like, it was sick. That is psycho. And And she went into such a, sorry to cut you off, but she went into, it spiraled her into, like, so much dark thinking and it was such a severe punishment it was like sickening well it's perverse and on top of that you're i think when you originally told me this you were saying that this like council of old men yeah um had her go by herself a 17 year old vulnerable girl um talk to a bunch of these creepy old dudes yeah uh, and for some reason had to recite the details of the making yeah. out in front yeah. of all these men. Yeah, for it's sure. It's just so lecherous. I hate it. Like, one time, even when I was a teenager, I was, like, I had been, like, kissing my boyfriend. And, like, we were secretly, we were, like, told Romeo and Juliet not allowed to be together. Yeah. And someone, like, an elder saw us, like, kissing at a movie theater. <laughs> and um, they, like, my parents one day were, like, yeah, like, they want to talk to you. And I was, like, nope. <laughs> nope. I'm not talking to these men. I don't know them. Yeah. I'll talk to God. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just refused. I think I was, like, 15. I was, like, I'm good. I'm going to pass on, like, the old dudes, like, talking in this room. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. It's so creepy. And it also, was just totally uncomfortable. So brave of you in that oh, circumstance I was... to be, like, I don't know. It just seems like they would really throw their weight around in that situation. And for, like, a young girl to be, like, refusing of going with it is pretty, pretty bold. Yeah. I feel like there was some part of, like, my mom and dad that were, like, all right, like, <laughs> you're probably right. Like, they probably in their souls know that, like, yeah, like, yeah it is kind of creepy. Gonna, yeah. But they're just, like, under the spell of it, so they're, like, going along with it. Totally. So, um, what are the benefits of being a Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess if your your parents had, like, six kids, right? So, yeah. I guess they get to save a lot of money for, like, no birthdays, no Christmas stuff. Right. That's very true. Um, you know what? I will say it saved my parents' life. Uh, my parents came from very, very, very broken, dysfunctional, physically, emotionally abusive homes. A lot of drugs and, like, just, like, it was really hard lives. Like, my dad was, like, in and out of juvie. My dad would, like, rob houses. Like, my mom's dad was, like, you know, everyone was, like, they just come from really rough lives. And so they both, as teenagers, independently before they met, went to find a religion. And they both stumbled on this one and it saved their life. And, yeah, it kind of, I guess, say, I think it did fuck, fuck, fuck with us a lot like the religion but it like in a lot of ways kept us safe from the world because we were so like withheld from it yeah and so in a lot of ways we were safe you know and they True. they kept themselves safe and they needed something you know they didn't really have like safe homes and this like gave them safety 
Yeah, you know that like extreme structure to like pull it all together. Exactly. So also like um, another interesting thing I think about Jehovah's Witness is um, the afterlife concept is so different. Yeah. So basically, Armageddon is coming soon. And they think, you know, they say, they say, <laughs> they, well, first, let me tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll just give a quick background. The religion started in the thirties okay. by somebody, something, something Rutherford, who's actually a part of the Illuminati. He's one of the 13 families. Um, mm. So that's always an interesting thing to bring up to my parents, which they then like quickly change the subject because they don't know, they don't have the answers I'm like, yeah. well, what happens to everybody before the religion started? Like, do they get to go to paradise? Like, you know? But anyway, so starting in the 30s, the, the religion actually thought the world was ending in 1970. Yeah. Which clearly the world did not end. And a lot of people left the religion. A lot of people stayed. They also, like, don't bring that to everyone's attention. But with that said, now they do believe Armageddon is going to happen in this lifetime, like in the next, you know, 50-ish years. Well, didn't they set a, a different date that also didn't come to pass? Like, I think that... Probably, yeah. yeah. I think there was maybe two year, two different times they thought the world was going to end. Yeah. They haven't set a date, but it, everyone, like, you know, growing up, you're like, yeah, it's going to happen in our life. Basically, Armageddon will come. The world will basically be destroyed. There will be a paradise. So this world, like this earth, will be turned into an actual paradise where everything becomes perfect including ourselves including the animals like we'll be able to like run around with tigers and like swim in like the deepest craziest parts of the ocean and like i don't know it's like so it's like a theme park it's basically <laughs> a theme park and we will be perfect and never grow old that's like um you know for a religion that's obsessed with not being interested in aesthetics or <laughs> <laughs> the value of human experience in the physical realm that's a really odd t- yeah twist ending well it's also i mean uh w- with probably a lot of religions especially this one i think their life now is really made for the next life yeah like they're living for the next life so they're kind of sa- they're like okay we're staying safe from the evils of this world because everything like so much of their conversations will be like when paradise comes that's like another sentence i said all my life when paradise comes because that's when they really get to live Mm. that's when they'll be able to like go on those big crazy trips they always wanted to go on or you're like whatever it is or like they're like my dad will be like when the paradise i want to be a sculpture that's like something he always like i've heard him say numerous times like well why don't you be one now and he's like i don't have the time you know like or there's, like, this is the real world, but, like, when the paradise comes, and it's, like, it's kind of uncomfortable, because now, like, when I visit them, they'll talk about when the paradise comes, and I'm, like, they're talking about a thing I'm not going to be in. Well, yeah. probably, <laughs> most likely they won't either, but, I mean, who's to say, I suppose. Yeah. But, like, it's, like, it's, they're living for, like, the next, the next life. Yeah, it's, like, sort of a theatrical fantasy. Yeah of their dream life yeah god that makes me fucking sad because it reminds me of um of mice and men mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about they're talking about their little cabin i haven't read that book oh. in so long i haven't either oh, but... yeah and they're like dreaming of it it's like the dream the whole time right? yeah just their cute little cabin I yeah think, or cottage or and then it's it's like the thing that never happens and like he has to shoot one of them in the back of the head and he's like talking about the cat I don't fucking remember because I haven't read it forever, but it's the same kind of concept, right? It's like the little yeah. dream of a nicer life. 
Yeah, there's just me and my sister, the one who is a Jehovah Witness. We'll talk about um, how we we hope they never find out. Like, in, like we hope that like their dreams, they keep their dreams because it's like they've dedicated their entire life to it. Yeah. And now all my siblings, other other siblings have, and we're just like we don't want their world to come. Like they don't. We don't want them to like face like reality because it's like they're sort of like happy in the illusion, and it's like. I don't want them to think that they spent their whole life dreaming of this thing that doesn't happen. I'd rather than die thinking it it's where they're going to go. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want, I'm not here to, I'm not, I would never try to convince them to believe something otherwise. Because then it would be, like, their whole, their whole existence. Totally. You know, the last 40, 50 years of their life. Yeah, and I mean, we really do use our minds to create our own realities. Yeah. And it seems like it's different for them because it was a choice for them to become Jehovah's Witness, whereas like you and your siblings, you were raised in it, it was all you ever knew and it wasn't a choice, and then you chose to shift. Yeah. But um, I see what you're saying and like you want to protect them because they were also really interested in protecting you. Yeah. Through it. Yeah, totally. I think that's a very loving disposition to take. Yeah. Um, thanks for telling me all your secrets <laughs> and publish it on the internet. <laughs> um, thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs> After our conversation last night about Molly's upbringing as a Jehovah's Witness, um, she told me a couple additional interesting things that I'd like to share with you, which was, um, a lot of people who leave the, the church, um, either return, um, or kill themselves. So when you leave, um, the cult of Jehovah's Witness experience, there's this sort of division. And a lot of the reason why people return or kill themselves is because they're completely disenfranchised from their family. If they have children, their parents will never meet their grandchildren. Um, you know, and it's also like an entire universe they knew and they have been separated from having um, contact or close supportive relationships from people outside of the church. So they're really left hanging and um, human beings are such social animals. We really rely on our social networks to help us feel safe, to help us feel um, whole and also the contacts and the social skills you need to thrive, even finding an apartment or you know, being able to get a job, like a lot of these things you could of course do, but no man's an island as they say. And I think that the social conditioning there creates a system of people either not being able to handle being out and making one of two choices. And I'm so grateful that, um, Molly had, you know, these nerves of steel and was able to, uh, turn away from the church, uh, without killing herself and being able to stick to it. She also told me another thing, which I thought was really interesting, um, which was, um, she chose not to be baptized. So this puts her in in a gray area where she's still allowed to talk to her family after leaving the church. So 
um, somehow when you're baptized in the Jehovah's Witness world, it creates this more solidified um, commitment, dedication. Um, your life is dedicated, consecrated to Jehovah's Witnessing. And um, when you leave after that point, it's more uh, fucked up, apparently, according to their doctrine. So because she chose not to be baptized, and um, she did it for that reason, even as a 13-year-old, um, I think, or something like that, when she was, when they proposed that she should get baptized, she said she's not going to do it, and she told her sister not to do it. Um, because she could under she already understood the politics of her church, maybe even then was planning to break away. So um, that is also very interesting, specific of the Jehovah's Witness experience. So I just wanted to share that. And also another thing, I keep saying also another thing, but there's so many things, right? Okay. Um, I didn't know this, but in in a, when you go to church, and as she said, it's you don't call it church, you call it meetings. Um, there's not one guy on the stage rapping off about what he thinks and says or whatever about God in life, but there's a little group of dudes. There's like some old dudes that are up there talking about, um, collectively talking about what you should do in your life, and... Um, even though it's a collection of the elders, um, and of course there's women who've been there the whole time, women are will, ne will not be considered elders. So it is um, a highly misogynistic uh, practice, and also she was telling me that um, in Jehovah's Witness, uh, you must, women must wear skirts. So there's a lot of this weird, um, you know, sexism really going on. Um, not that I'm like blowing the cap off Jehovah's Witness and like everyone thought they were normal and now I'm doing this expose. Like, I mean, we all know that any religion that forces some, some tweens to knock on strangers doors and like hand you a pamphlet is weird, you know, sure. But there's all these interesting little crumbs of information that she shared after our recording that I would like to return to you. And also just like, I'm so, um, in awe with her bravery and her force of will and spirit, uh, that she left, even though, um, seeing other people leave and being completely ostracized. And that was her whole world. It just must've taken so much guts. Okay. Thank you for listening, and um, some interesting thing to say here. I can't think of anything. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really good at the hellos and goodbyes, it turns out. So...